I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry, and Jeff. The noise you heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. Okay, over the weekend, I had the uh, great pleasure of stopping in at Honey Hill Coffee Company in downtown Wakanda, which has great service and, of course, excellent coffee. Highly recommend it. This week, we will spotlight my favorite movie of all time, Rocky. When I lived in California back in 76, 77, I would sit in the movie theater um, from the first show to the last and watch Rocky. And that was back then. They didn't clear the theater out and say, you know, get out. We're cleaning it. They would just let you sit there. So every Saturday, I would go there and watch Rocky. And 10 o'clock show, I would leave and then I'd hitchhike home. I think hitchhiking was safe back then. I don't know, but I do know I survived or you wouldn't be listening to me right now, right? So it was good, um, but I would sit and watch it. So eventually I'd be able to recite Rocky frontwards, backwards, start in the middle. I knew everything, but there's an important part in the movie, really important, that coffee is represented. <laughs> Apollo Creed's manager is watching Rocky on TV while he's working out on a side of beef. And he's really hitting that side of beef. His hands are bloody. And that's when Apollo's manager realizes, hey, this guy wants to win. So he yells over to, to Apollo. He says, hey, Apollo, better come watch your boy on TV. He means business. What does Apollo say? Yeah, yeah, I mean business too. Hey, Shirley, how about that coffee? So in other words, Apollo was more interested in a cup of coffee than watching his opponent work out, which I think in the first round, up until that fight, Creed had never been knocked down. So but Rocky knocked him down in the first round. So one has to wonder, was Apollo Creed thinking about coffee at the time when he got hit with that roundhouse from Rocky and knocked him down? I think so, but that'll be debated for years to come. Let's move on. In 1968, my mother had finally had it with my father. Um, my dad couldn't hold a job. In fact, the only two things he could hold were a can of hams and a pack of Lucky Strikes. So after our All-Star game, my brother Jerry and I, we played an All-Star game um, in Bridgeport in the south side of Chicago. We won. We got on a train. My mom and five kids, we were down to five because my oldest brother had joined the military. And according to my father, who told me years later, he said, he told my brother, let's go downtown. My brother thought he was going to go for a job, but he ended up signing him up for the military. And I don't know, for those of you who watched Three Stooges, there's an episode where the Stooges tell some guy they're looking for a job and food. And the guy tells him, go up to room 310 and tell Burke you want to sign up. And he ended up joining the military. So I think that's how my brother ended up 
in the military was the old man tricked him. I'll talk about those two later, and especially the old man on a special edition for Father's Day. We go to the downtown, get on the Santa Fe before Amtrak was invented and all these other trains. We got on the Santa Fe, moved to San Bernardino, California, where my grandmother lived. We lived, rented a house on First Street, which was across the street from the Santiago's. And I went to school with Freddie and I was in sixth grade. And his older sister, Stella, was 16 or 17. Eventually, my mom got sick. I shouldn't say eventually, but she got sick where she couldn't afford to uh, rent the house. So we had to move in with the Santiago's, which I thought was great because Stella reminded me of an actress. My brother had brothers had taken me to see a movie called The Professionals. It's a Western with Burt Lancaster, who was my favorite actor at the time. But in it is a beautiful Italian actress called Claudia Cardinelli. And I thought Stella looked just like Claudia Cardinelli. She had this great long black hair, brown eyes. So I thought, wow, what a treat. Even though my mom's sick, I'm going to enjoy living with Stella. My mom was bedridden and Stella would bring her coffee, bring her coffee and food and everything. So one day, and I would help her. So one day my mom said to Stella, why don't you make Jeffrey a cup of coffee and make one of them special ones I told you about. He could come in here and sit with us and we can uh, enjoy a cup of coffee and talk. I thought, okay. So Stella loaded up on the cream and sugar. I sat there. My mom said, as soon as you're done with your coffee, you have to go out, go play with Freddie, you know, whatever he's doing. So I thought, I'm going to work this cup of coffee for at least an hour because I want to sit in this room with Stella. And it just went on and on. And I think my mom figured it out. So finally, she said, you know what? Why don't you go out and play with Freddie and you could come back later. I'm like, OK, OK. Uh, the last day we had to move. All of us got evicted. The Santiago's and we didn't know that they were renting the house. They didn't own the house. We all had to move out. Stella comes out on the back porch with this cup of coffee. And she goes, here, your mom wanted you to have this one more time with me because she knows you like me. And I looked at her and I had like what we call Marty Feldman eyes. I had these big bulging eyes. I go, well, <laughs> yeah. She goes, I'm going to miss you. She goes, especially when you used to tell me how great of a singer I was. She used to sing with the brush and sing Love Child by the Supremes. And she sounded terrible, but I never told her that. She would go, how did I sound, Beef? I go, you sounded really good, Stella, really good. And she goes, thanks, but I, I think she knew she sounded terrible, but I think I was the only one that would tell her she sounded good. So she appreciated my confidence builder I would give her. So she gives me that cup of coffee, gives me a little kiss on top of my head and says, I'm going to miss you, but you're going to miss me a lot more. I said, I know I will. And then that was it. That was the last time I ever saw her. So now whenever I see movies with Claudia Cardinelli, I think of Stella. Sometimes maybe Salma Hayek, but... We'll stick with Claudia Cardinelli. So let's jump now to the summer of 1976. I just turned 19 on July 28, which means I was legally able to buy liquor because back then in 1976, they changed the law to 19 from 21 to 19. So I was able to buy alcohol on my own, no more begging. And my brothers, no more standing in bowling alley or in front of Dressel's on 123rd and Halstead asking people to buy me a quart of beer, all of this stuff. I could do it on my own. I'm back home. Well, not home, but my mom is living in an apartment in beautiful Blue Island, Illinois. 
She's in the upper second floor of a house, and she's now living back with my dad. They married, divorced, married, and then divorced again, kind of like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, only like a poor version of them. But my mom let my dad move in, and at this time, he was dry. He was a reformed alcoholic, and he was doing two things. One, he was driving a cab on the midnight shift in Blue Island, and he was also working as, of all things, a helper on a beer truck, Budweiser. Okay, so he's a recovering alcoholic who's doing speeches for AA, and he's delivering beer. One day, the kid downstairs, he was about 14, and his friends show up. They're asking me if I could buy them beer, and I told them no. And they kept asking me, and I was friends with them because they had no job, so I'd be in the backyard and um, hanging out with them, you know, talking. And then all of a sudden they come up to me and they say, can you buy his beer? I said, no, absolutely not. And they kept on me. I said, no, can't do it. I thought that was the end of it. The next morning, my mom and I are having coffee at the kitchen table. My mom gets up, goes to the bathroom. It's probably about 10 o'clock. All of a sudden there's a rap at the back door. And it's this woman. She says to me, are you Beaver? I said, yes. She goes, I ought to call the police on you. I go, for what? She said, you gave my son alcohol yesterday. I go, I'm sorry, but I didn't. She goes, well, they're saying that you did. I said, no, I didn't. I kept telling them no. So then my mom comes out of the bathroom. What's going on? She says, your son gave alcohol to my son and little Greg downstairs. You know, and they're only 14. I look at my mind and said, I did not. I said, I would never do that. You told me not to. So my mom says, I'm sorry. My son, I know, didn't do it. I, For number one, I told him never to buy alcohol. Now that he was legal, he had to be responsible. Do not buy for underage. So lady says, well, they're saying yes. My mom says, well, where are they? They can't stand here. She goes, well, they're pretty sick because one of them was passed out in the alley from whatever your son gave them. I said, I did not give them any alcohol. So my mom looks at the lady. She goes, I'm sorry. My son did not. She goes, do you know that for sure? And my mom said, yes, I do. Because I was home in my bedroom listening when those two boys were begging my son to buy them alcohol. He said, no. The lady said, well, maybe later. She goes, my mom said, no. He fell asleep on the floor watching some movie. I got up. Looked there, he was laying on the floor, sleeping. The TV was going. We only had one TV, so he was there. I went back to lay down, and then I heard a noise. I look out, and there's two people running out my, out of my kitchen through the uh, screen door. So I walked over there, looked. It was downstairs, the boy, and a friend. I don't know if it was your son. They were in my apartment. Lay's like, and you know, my mom says, yes. Now I know what happened. So my mom opens the refrigerator. She looks, she goes, where's the bottle of wine? I looked in the refrigerator. I go, you mean that old bottle of MD 2020? My mom goes, yes. I go, they must have taken it. So my mom looks at the lady. She goes, was it MD 2020? I don't know if people are familiar with that, but back then it was Mogan David. 2020, and we used to call it Mad Dog 2020. 
and you could paint your car, clean your car with it. It was really bad. There's an old Three Stooges episode where Shemp is drinking out of a bottle called Old Homicide, and that's exactly what this was. They took that bottle of MD-2020, they came in, snuck in, and my mom heard them say, oh, Beaver's sleeping on the floor. They snuck in through the screen door, opened up, which was unlocked, and then took that bottle of wine. And the lady says, I'm sorry, the, the story's just not, my mom said, yeah, it is. She goes, well, I, I don't know if I'm going to call the police. Then my mom looks at her and says, well, here's what's going to happen. You call the police on my son, I'm going to call the police on your son and the kid downstairs, and I'm going to report them for theft because I witnessed them stealing out of my apartment. And I also know that they come up here and take change off my table. So what's going to happen is they're going to believe me, not your son. So it's up to you how you want to deal with this. It ended with, okay, I want your, your son to stay away from my son. So my mom looked, looked there and said, with pleasure. And you tell your son not to come into my apartment anymore and take the change off my table because I purposely left it once in a while. And I know they were taking it. She goes, but it was a quarter, two quarters. I figured they needed it. And instead of asking me, they would just take it. So I let it slide. So Lay goes, okay. So after they leave, my mom looks at me. She goes, and your punishment is, I go, punishment for what? I didn't do anything. Yeah, you did. I told you to lock that back door. And you did not lock the screen door like I told you. It had one of them little circle hooks. She said, I told you to always lock that door. And you didn't. So your punishment is going to be, again, you're working the midnight shift at DMARS, doing the dishes in the table and cleaning tables. And again, she said, when I got there, they said, no coffee, first couple hours. So this night, I really needed the coffee. There was only three people. There was like one in the morning. It was me, Gail, the counter girl, and the owner. And Gail says to the owner, right, his name is Paul, hey, there's a cleanup in that women's bathroom. It's a mess. I'm not doing it. So a guy looks at me, goes, you get your ass in there and get and go do it. So I go in there, shut the door, and there's a cup of coffee there that Gail had put in there for me. It was just like, wow. This <laughs> I came out and the guy's looking, he goes, What are you smiling about? I go, Well, I just, you know, took advantage of being in the bathroom, if you know what I mean. That ended it, and it was a very strange, strange situation the whole time with the kid. And I never knew that they were taking change. And then after that, our relationship with downstairs were never the same. But again, my mom stuck up for me. And thank God she was home because if she wasn't home, Lord knows what would have happened. It would have been their word against mine. But their punishment was Mad Dog 2020. And it was only a third of a bottle. And my mom said she kept it in there as a test for my dad to see if he would ever drink it. I think she was measuring it every day to see if he was drinking it. And if he would have drank any of it, she would have probably kicked him out. He, he passed the test. And then the kid, unfortunately, found out what it's like to, <laughs> to drink wine on an empty stomach. And really, Mad Dog 2020, yikes. Okay, so and that was it. So there's, my, there's the end of my time with uh, Stella. And this week's episode, I raised my cup to Stella Santiago, who again reminds me of Claudia Cardinelli. Yikes. Wow. And uh, to my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about 
coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about with Mad Dog. Uh, when we'd see it like at the weird convenience store, and we were always like, what the hell is that? And people would always tell these war stories of trying it. And we just called it flat out Mad Dog. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And everyone's like, haven't you heard what they can do? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what they can do. I don't want to know. I know. That, that's why we always played it safe with Ripple. And Ripple was cheaper. 79 cents, whereas Mad Dog was probably like $1.49 or something. But that was like really suicidal to drink that stuff. And even with bottles sitting in there, I never, oh. I never knew why my mom left it in there. And I never wanted to touch that stuff because I knew the punishment of drinking that stuff. Mm-hmm.